Hello, and welcome to this 37th episode of the Eaching with Clarity podcast. This one has a listener's reading from Shivani. She's a creative person who wants to start a business, but she was rather second-guessing herself. When she first wrote to me, she wondered if she was losing herself in this or if it was some kind of escape. She asked, I love the arts, but I am motivated to create wealth now. Is this the natural course or is it an escape? And the response was hexagram 48, the well, changing at line 3 to 29, the repeating chasms. It was a slightly awkward question, but reading through everything she wrote, it seemed pretty clear that Yi was talking about her intention and motivation to create a business. Giving her a picture of what this could be, where it could go wrong, and what she would need to ensure she didn't lose herself in the project. I'm worried this reading might sound a bit rushed, though I really hope it doesn't. We had our appointment a day later than originally planned, and then we started 20 minutes late, which wouldn't normally have been that much of a problem, but on that particular day I had a concert to play in and a train to catch so I may have been in a bit of a hurry to share everything about the reading I wanted to share. But still, Giovanni obviously really grasped her reading. She understood it and made it her own, as you will hear. Here's the reading. Hello, Giovanni. Thank you for coming and sharing a reading. It's uh, good good to see you. (laughs) It's pretty exciting to do this. I've been exploring teaching for a while. So this Mm -hmm. sounds very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So your question is kind of a career one? Yes. Yes. Say say a bit about the background, if you could. So uh, I'm a creative. I've been in the design field for Mm -hmm. a while. And then I did my master's. And I got exposure to what art sort of is. Like in India... Design is fairly commercial. When I came to the UK, Mm -hmm. it was a little different. There was a personal angle to being creative. And Mm -hmm. um, so then when I came back, it was a bit of a struggle to find work. So as the pandemic hit, I looked at other options to enter business, like to do a business. And... Mm -hmm. Somewhere I felt like I'm moving for my center. Mm. And um, so my question was, should I move away from art and design and get into something more commercial? Mm. Yes, I think that the way you phrased it was, I love the arts, but I'm motivated to create wealth now. Is this the natural course or is it an escape? And so you're talking about creating a business around the arts, but you're worried about the business side of things kind of taking over? Yes. Is that? Is that? Yeah. Because the mm. environment here is not exactly as developed as UK or something for the arts. And you cast... 48, the well, changing at line 3 to 29, repeating chasms. 
I think there's a, a basic picture, a kind of landscape that's created by both these hexagrams together. The chasms are flowing water and deep pits, so it's like the water below the world and the currents and the flow of it and the desire to move and flow and follow your heart and keep going even when you don't know where you're going. So there's that constant flow underneath everything. But then there's the well, which, I mean, you know what a well is. It's a vertical shaft that connects the world above to the depths, the deep water below. Getting those two hexagrams, you have a picture of this being about how you can have a well that reaches the depths. And you asked, you were kind of asking, what is this motivation to create a business and create wealth? And is it okay? And the answer says it's a well or a, a project to build a well to reach the chasms, to tap into them. And then the moving line, 48 line 3, points to the dangers of that and what you need to make it work. Does that kind of framework make some sense for you? Should we fill that in? Yes. So what you're seeing is you're looking at the 29 first and then you're looking at the 48. Mm, yes. I mean, they come together and they make one picture, but I think it would actually be a good idea to look at 29 first because that's sort of the the underlying current of the thing. Yes, that might be. So what an interesting picture that was very interesting was when I was reading the descriptions on your site was about moving mm. a city when uh, about the 48. You're moving mm. the, the Chinese when they used to move a city they used to move from one city yes. to the other city. They could transport. Yes, they would pick up the whole city. Yes. Yeah. You have picked up your life and moved it, haven't you? Yeah. You're saying you've moved between India and the UK. Mm. I have moved from uh, being a creative to thinking about business, learning business, studying business. Mm. And that's another kind of move. Yes. Yeah. And I think for me, the well, when I was a creative, the well was always available. Mm. I've always been creative and it's something my mother has instilled in me. Mm. I think when, and it's like when I'm moving, I have to build my own well. Yes, yes. That's the thing with wells. You have to build them. They don't just happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I think 29 is a good place to start and we will come back to the well. I'm really glad that you have that immediate spontaneous understanding of what it is you know that uh, that it is that ability to tap into creativity and reach into yourself That's, i like that so 29 the repeating chasms is one of those that's most easily understood by what it isn't because it's the opposite of hexagram 30 which is clarity clarity is the trigram for fire repeated. Oh, do you know what I mean when I talk about trigrams? No. No, that's fine. I know hexagrams, but I don't know what trigrams. Mm. Well, you know, you've seen hexagrams and you know they have six lines. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's two sets of three lines, and the sets of three lines are trigrams. And each trigram has its meaning and its set of associations. They're simpler than hexagrams. They are natural forces and ways of moving, and they are more elemental. And when you have a trigram that is doubled, so the bottom three lines are the same as the top three lines, then the meaning of the hexagram is tied in with the associations of the trigram. So hexagram thirty has the trigram for fire and light, below and above, inside and outside, and hexagram twenty-nine, which is your background, has the trigram for water, running water, and deep pits, inside and outside. And these two hexagrams form a pair of opposites. Clarity hexagram thirty is light, and twenty-nine is dark. They're fire and water, and day and night, and sun and moon, and understanding and emotion. That's an important one, and they're also above and below. The contrast between the hexagrams just says clarity is above, the chasms are below, and. For this reading, especially when you are thinking about the well, and how you're going to reach down, the above and below contrast is really important. Water flows down, and there is water underground. But it's not only called chasms; it's called repeating chasms, which sort of makes sense because you've got that trigram twice. But repeating. Also means learning and rehearsing and practicing, and it actually means flapping wings. So you can imagine a bird, you know, flaps its wings repeatedly and it learns to fly. So repeating, it means two things. I think it can mean that there are chasms, there are pits that keep coming back. Dark places that you keep coming back to, like you keep walking down the same road and getting sucked into the same hole. It's like a force of gravity, and it pulls you in. There's a previous podcast where someone had just hexagram twenty-nine, and she was dealing with a relationship question where her partner struggled with addiction and. He'd moved to try to get away from this, but he was getting sucked back in, and she had actually been in previous relationships also with people who had addiction problems, and she had step was taking a step back because she was seeing the patterns repeating. That was just twenty nine on its own in the foreground with nothing to modify it. It's a bit different for you because it's sitting in the background, so. It's the relating hexagram. It's more about your subjective state, looking at the unknown and, yeah, and worrying, worrying you might get lost down here. You might lose yourself, feeling you're in the dark, and also feeling an emotional pull and a current that twenty-nine has a strong flow to it that can draw you along, and this. Brings the second meaning, which is learning the chasms. You know the pits, the difficult, dark things we go through are are things to learn.
So we keep practicing, we keep flapping our wings, and we hope to learn to fly and learn to navigate the chasms. Is this something you can connect with at all? Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. I think oh, that mm-hmm. it's it's happened not just with work for me, but also mm-hmm. other relations. I think mm-hmm. there has been an identity shift mm-hmm. that these chasms have helped me. Like I've seen cycles in my friends' network, and then then because I could see cycles and patterns, I could break them, and. It's mm. kind of happening with all the areas in my life where the work, currently the work is slow, but uh, I'm definitely learning how to ride these terms. I've been going through them mm. for a while now. Like. Yes. And the, the chasms come to be balanced with the clarity, one hopes. Yeah, I and mean, it's... It's a, it's a dark and scary hexagram, but its oracle is actually... I find quite encouraging. It is talking about how to navigate them, I think. Repeating chasms, there is truth and confidence. A connected heart creates success and movement brings honor. So it starts with truth and confidence, which is trust and a sense of connectedness and also being true and being sincere. It's an inner awareness of connection and truth, which you need in chasms because they have this quality of leap in the dark and everything is pits and absences and water and there is nothing solid to hang on to. You kind of fall in. It always reminds me of the man who taught me to swim. I I, I knew how, but I wouldn't take my foot off the bottom. And so he took me along to the deep end and made me swim across. Um, He held a pole just in front of me and said, don't worry, you can grab onto this. And of course, he kept it just out of my reach all the way across. And I couldn't put my feet down and I couldn't hold on to anything and I had to swim. Except I did not do that in a state of inner connection and truth and confidence. (laughs) I was quite an unhappy 10-year-old at that point. (laughs) But the ideal is is to do it with that state of confidence, of trust, of a connected heart which is bound. And it also means a thinking, pondering heart. I would think of that as not losing your connection to your reason why you are doing what you're doing. My experience running a business says that it's quite easy to get distracted by all the details of how and lose the what and the why. That's Um, true. mm, Yeah. With truth and confidence, a connected heart creates success. And with all this, movement, acting, being in motion, brings honor. Do something, act on the connection. That's the feel of it. And then the image text, which was written by people who were looking at the trigrams, I think tells you how to move. That's like the water. Waters flow on and reach the end, repeating chasms. A noble one, consistent in character and action, teaches things by repeating. So the way to act is consistently. 
like the water, which as there's more water, it flows on, it flows further. It doesn't sort of stack up in a pile. And it always stays water. It can flow through all different shapes, and it's still just as water at the end as it was beginning. Its nature doesn't change. I think this is about being like water, being always yourself, and keeping on flowing through with that sense of truth and connection and trust. Can I add something? Please. The uh, the repeating chas chasm, the entire flow of it is mm. also ensuring mm. that you can't hold on to anything. Mm. Like, you can't, it's like making me lose everything I held for safety. Mm. So, I, the only thing you can rely on is your heart. Yes, that is exactly I'm slowly losing yes. all kinds mm. of support, but it's building my self-confidence. Because mm. I never thought that I can do without these things. Mm. Yes. The sequence into hexagram 29, it comes from 28, which is... Uh, great exceeding and has this image of a house with its ridgepole, the roof beam starting to buckle. And the sequence into 29 says that chasms mean falling. And yeah, it's, it's like being that ridiculous little girl in the deep end of the swimming pool. <laughs> There's nothing solid. So yeah, mm. it sounds like you know this experience and you can recognize it. Yeah, in a way, it's a remembering mm. sort of experience. Yeah. 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 So that sits in the background. That's And sometimes the second hexagram is sort of like the chapter heading for, you know, your life in the book of you. This is chapter 29. Then in the foreground, the hexagram you have there is more the direct answer about creating a business and what that actually is. It's the well. And of course, wells need building. Uh, they don't just happen. Like a way of life and a livelihood don't just happen. I like thinking about these imagery as simply as I possibly can. And yeah, I mean, a well, it's a hole. Yeah, you, you dig a hole. And if you go deep enough, you find water. And of course, it's not just a hole, because that would just crumble in and be mud. You need to brace it and line it and set up the windlass, the means to, to um, lift the water out with the rope and bucket. It's a lot of work. And why do that? Because you need the water because you want to live here. <laughs> and this is what makes... Yeah, it makes it possible to live. It waters the crops and the livestock and you. It's, uh, it's life. It's, it's making the connection between the water below and the life you live above. And this one, if you look one hexagram before to see where it comes from, it comes from 47, which is called oppression or confinement and is very much about being on your own and not being able to reach out for help. 
The sequence says confined in reaching upward naturally means turning inward, and so the well follows. It's about having to go down and in, and if you do this well enough, you find this endless resource in there. So the oracle for this one says the well, moving the city, not moving the well. Without loss, without gain, they come and go the well wells. Almost drawn the water, but the rope does not quite reach the water, or breaking one's clay jug, pitfall. So that, I think, falls into two parts, and there's a big contrast between them. There's this beautiful description of the well that wells, and it keeps on being itself. And we kind of run around on the surface, and we come and go, and we move cities. You can change everything about your life. And the well doesn't lose, it doesn't gain, it just carries on being there. And then the other half says, yeah, but you, you might not reach it. The rope doesn't reach if the jug is broken. This is straightforwardly a disaster. There aren't many hexagrams that say disaster. And this one does. So, yeah, what do you feel the well water is that you need to reach? I think it's about set, making a home. Mm -hmm. It's about settling. And what is interesting is the previous hexagram was about being in water but there are tides and it's the water is flowing and there's a lot of movement mm. and this hexagram speaks about trying to find that still water mm -hmm. yeah so 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 there are big contrasts there are mm. big leaps so do you want to let go of the abundance of water but which is in chaos you're constantly mm -hmm. struggling to be in that water in the chasms where there's a lot of movement. And from there, there's seeking of some stagnant water, like mm. less effort, um. effort at one point and not continuous effort. Mm. Like once you, dig, once you dig the well, you have the water. Yeah, though you have to keep maintaining the well. You have to make sure you've got a, you know, you reline it if it needs relining, and you have to make sure the rope and the bucket are good. Yeah, I, I imagine that the water your well taps into might be flowing down there. You know, there, there are underground rivers, and if your well reaches one of those, it will always flow. It will never run dry. But yeah. you will have built the well, so you know where it is and you can draw on it as you need it. Which, like you said, it's very different from being swept along in the current, down the pits, like a kayaker without a kayak. So, yes. yeah. Um, mm. And that's also a lonely place to be, where you're like yes. always yeah. by yourself. When yes. you have a well, you can have like, mm. community. Yes, people gather round wells. I don't know how literally to take this, but it does take more than one person to dig a well um, and maintain it. Mm. So, yeah. 
It's interesting because I, I was thinking of the well as reaching your artistic potential, but and also the means to live. And you are feeling it as the means to live as in community and home, more by the sounds yes. of it. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Mm. Yes. You're the expert. <laughs> it's what it says to you that counts. And I can, since you asked about the business, I can imagine the business as a well that would enable you to, to create the stability, the structure that would sustain all these things that would tap into the source you need. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, the trigrams here, there's still water above, but there's wood below it. The inner trigram is wood, which has to do with growth and listening to your roots. But it's also perhaps the picture of how a well is built, because you use a wooden well frame to brace it. So the wood in the water is the sense of being really down in there, really getting stuck in. And the image says a noble one toils with the people, encouraging them to help one another. So the noble one, who's kind of the ideal person, who knows how to work with the energies of the time, is as involved in all this as the well-frame, is immersed in the work. And you can see that as imagery for the different parts of you, um, the part that leads and the part that does the work. And you can do the same with the moving line that we're about to go to, but you don't have to. It can be about you and other people and how you work with people and encourage them to cooperate, and this is how you build something. Yes. Mm. I yeah. think that's relevant. Yeah. Mm. So it is... Time we move to the moving line. This is 48 line three, so it's part of the well, and it's where this hexagram connects with the repeating chasms, you know, the, the running water below the pits. It says, the well is dredged, no drinking. This makes my heart ache. It can be used to draw water. With the king's clear vision, People together accept its blessing. It's kind of like a miniature story, this one. I, or, or perhaps it helps to hear it with an if. If there is no drinking from the well, then your heart will ache. And, yeah, in your question you talked about your worry about losing yourself in the work of a business. And I think this might be what that's talking about the heartache of not tapping into something deep enough, of being left kind of running around on the surface of things. But it's also, you know, hexagram 29 on its own is not enough. And flowing and committing and following your heart is not enough. I mean, here the well is dredged, so the water is flowing, but no one is drinking. Just running water doesn't make a well. And then it says it can be used to draw water with the king's clear vision. It needs, yeah, it needs the other half of the picture as well as the depth and flow and 
trust and the connected heart of 29, it also needs vision and clear insight. The qualities of the king leading and deciding and organizing, which are all kind of opposite qualities to 29, they're from the world above, the world of light and seeing and understanding. See, I think this line is where the two come together. You're a creative person and you follow your heart. And, as well, you need the clear vision of the king. And if you, with both, then, then it goes well. Then people together accept the blessing. The well water is drunk. It's flowing. Things are working as they're meant to. Yes. Hmm. I think I have an idea now. Like you said before, there are underground rivers. Mm. And if you want to get out of that river, you need to plan and search and trace the path of that river. If you've been in that river, probably, mm. and you're coming above ground. Yeah. And you need some planning to do to make sure you dig the well in the right places. And mm. Yes, yeah. I mean, this, this king might use intelligence and insight to create a business or might find a separate way to make money that allows time for art. But, but the point is that the intelligence is being used into the depths to reach down and in and, and access the, the, full, the fullness of your gifts, really, so that it doesn't go to waste. It's, it's a partnership of the emotional depth and the intelligence and vision, I think. Yeah. Yes. So I don't... I, you were asking at the beginning whether following this desire to make money meant you were losing yourself or you could lose yourself. And I think the answer is no. That It doesn't have to mean that at all. You can design it as a good well so that it taps into your deepest self. Does, does that sound like what it's saying to you? Yes, I think I'm pretty clear mm. now, Good. I think. Yeah. Yes, I have understood. What, uh, what's it saying to you? Exactly that, mm. that if you've seen the depths, but you don't need to be in the mm. depths. Yeah. If, if you can... If you can exercise some intelligence and some airy qualities mm. of rational thinking yes. and yeah. uh, planning, yeah. then you can execute a well mm. and tap into that depth. And probably in the process, you can ask for help and mm. motivate people with you. Yeah. Build a community, build a home, a village. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I think you've nailed it. And I think you can use this line as kind of a, a touchstone because it says that when the well is dredged and no one's drinking, it makes your heart ache. And that's, yeah, that's what to look out for. When you feel that, you know, if you feel that, you know that the well is not being reached, that you need more of the king's vision more conscious design of something that will tap all the way in. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah Thank you. I, 
Yeah, thank you. I think you've really got it. So <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> This was pretty interesting. Thank you. Thank you. So that was Shivani's reading. I hope you enjoyed listening and find it useful. If you would like to share a reading of your own with me on this podcast, I do have some free space on my calendar now, and I'd love to connect. Just visit onlineclarity.co.uk forward slash share. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot C-O dot U-K forward slash S-H-A-R-E. And you can book your slot there. The reading is free, of course, as a thank you for sharing.